everyone. Thank you for joining us. We are here for Chatlitas episode two. To get us started, let's view a fun fact about each of us. I'll start. Uh, my BTS bias is Yoongi. Mm. I'm an Edward Cullen fan. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite soccer players has returned home. CH14. Um, I love movies. <laughs> and I love giraffes, like hashtag obsessed. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for tuning in. To, this has been what another about, What episode. about butterflies? <laughs> what? What about butterflies? Am I obsessed with butterflies? No. Um, <laughs> no. Um, okay. So for today's episode, Luis, what are we going to talk about? Um, the, the theme of today's episode or the topic is translators. Does, does anyone know what, what a translator is? Do you, like, do you need a certificate for it? Is it, like, what, what exactly do you need for it? Does anyone know? No. Should we have studied? Should <laughs> <laughs> we have studied? <laughs> Probably. Um, I do not, but hold on. I wanted to bring something up because when I was doing my minor in Spanish, I didn't know that there was a difference between interpreter and translator. So according really? to, yeah, that's what it is, right? But, um, so according to Google... An interpreter is a person who interprets, especially one who translates speech orally. And then a translator or to translate is to express the sense of words or text in another language. Um, so one of them is like the technique, the other one's like the person. Mm, the way I viewed it was, or I guess how um, my professor explained it was an interpreter you're going to be doing, obviously, like orally, right? And then a translator is word documents type of thing. Uh, That's a... I got to explain that, but I mean, you know, it's Google, right? <laughs> I've, I've always like used those words interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I got confused when they're like, it's actually two different things. I was like, well, whichever one comes to mind first. True. I don't know about y'all, but you know, because we, because I speak Spanish and we all speak Spanish here. I have always thought that being like, an interpreter or translator is like a career choice or a good choice. Have y'all, do y'all relate on that too? I think my brother did. Well, that was one of the few reasons why I decided to get my minor in Spanish. Cause I was like, well, okay. When we were, when I would go to appointments with my mom, we would sometimes request an interpreter. Right. And sometimes they would share their experience. They're like, Oh yeah, well, this is my job. And mm-hmm. I get paid very well. And I was like, well, I grew up speaking both English and Spanish, having to translate and interpret for my parents. So I was like, maybe I can make a career choice out of this. But it's been really difficult because it brought a lot of anxiety to me growing up. Why is that? Because I started, so little background story about myself. I arrived when I was five years old and both my parents only speak Spanish. So I had to learn the language, English. And with that, because I was the only one learning English, um, it had to come down to me to speak and um, translate those documents for my parents. Or when we would even go to the store, something minimal, right? They'd be like, ¿Qué dice acá? What does that say? I'm like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> and so that just brought like anxiety to me and, and speaking to that to adults. Growing up an adult, right? How am I supposed to like talk with them? I was five years old. So that's how the anxiety brought in. And that's why I was like, maybe I don't belong as it. Like I don't, 
I wouldn't make a good interpreter because I would just blank out and not help the person. So there's still gray area where I'm like, maybe I should be an, a translator interpreter because now I've had the um, experience. the resources, yeah, experience to further that. But that's my experience with that. Luis, do you share a similar experience? Mm, I get, yeah, I do. I do. Um, well, I came a little bit later into the U.S. I was I was ten when I when when I arrived. When me and my brother arrived over here. Um, so and you know, younger siblings. Uh, as a younger sibling, I didn't really take like a lot a lot of the load when it came to like that translating part. We were like benched. <laughs> I was sub. I was a sub. sub I was trans. Sense. I was like sub translator. So I know that my brother like probably dealt a lot more with that than I did. But I mean, even when I was doing it, and I mean, even like you know. Couldn't I don't really there was never really any need to ever translate when I was a kid, obviously because like we spoke we spoke only Spanish, but like over here, like I was a little bit older and I don't know, once I learned like the language, like I don't know if I ever got like I mean maybe I did get some anxiety sometimes, like reading some like documents and stuff like that, especially like, you know, when your parents like you wanna make sure that you're telling them the right information and stuff. But like even as like even as a middle schooler like it's hard to understand some of the documents like that you're being given. Like you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> like we were saying like earlier, uh, talking about it, we were like, if 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 it has like a picture of like Washington State on like the letter, it's it's a wrap. It's a it's a it's a big gulp. <laughs> it's a big gulp. Just cause, and then you know it's like also your parents want to know what it's saying, right? And they're like, so they're like, are you sure that's what it's saying? You know, and then it gets like that, and you're like, am I sure that that's what it's saying? So I guess in that end. Um, like, yeah, it can get, I, I would get a little bit nervous, but you know, just, I don't know. Just, yeah, that was, that was it. I want to bring light to the fact that we weren't just, tra- or like, in, at least in my case, um, I wasn't just translating like advertisements or like newspapers. Like it was important documents, yeah. it was, like taxes. It was like medical yeah. papers. So it was to me. I got a lot of anxiety from it. I was the second born. So like Luis mentioned, I feel like the load of translating didn't fall onto me as much as my older sibling. And so I 100% look up to her because she did all that by herself and she went through that. Um, But at times it would turn to me to translate some stuff and I would panic so bad um, because of like my mentality that if if I don't translate this right, like we this could cause a big problem because again they're big documents. Like if you translate one word wrong, you could like be doing tax tax fraud or something like that. Um, and so ever since I was little, I I had that fear of mistranslating something, and so it became a fear of just talking to adults. And so growing up, even like ordering for from fast food restaurants, like I would get so much anxiety because my my mom would be like. Dile que quiero esto. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. And then she would hit me with the, entonces para que vas a la escuela. You know, they always mm. hit us with para that. Para que te sirve saber inglés mm. if you don't use it. It's like, girl, <laughs> they don't tell me these medical terms. We don't learn this in English, in, in school. Like, what are you on? Obviously, I didn't say that. I did not want to get in trouble. But um, yeah, that's that's my experience with um, translating. And to this day, I feel like I still struggle with anxiety. Um but yeah, like that's that's my experience. So I know for me, um, I think my social anxiety stems from that too. Like I 
get so scared, like having to go order at a food place. And I'm literally just ordering a drink and fries. But I'm so scared of like talking to them because I was always, you know, I'm the older sibling. So I would always order not just for myself, but for a family of five. Um, Or if I went to the doctors or whatever, I'm the bridge between my parent and the professional. And I'm not a very stable bridge, okay? I didn't know, especially because I have a really hard time um, because language is so difficult. So I have a really really tough time with like processing sometimes and it takes a while. And, or I just mix up, I like mix up words or like my mom would be like, si no sabes inglés, digo, si sabes inglés y no lo quieres usar, like, Estás tonta, because I, if I knew English, you know, I'd be like, yep, and forever and ever. And I'm like, okay, well, that's you, mom, <laughs> not me. I don't want to talk. Yeah. You've made me talk a lot. Um, or always having to be, also just always having to be the face between whatever your parents say, whether it was good or bad. And sometimes it was bad. And And it makes you feel bad. Like, it makes you feel terrible, especially if you're so young. Like, I know this is very common for, you know, for us, for in the Latino community, but, you know, in other communities, in other communities, too, where English is not the first language and you have to go to school and there you have to be the bridge. You have to, like, during conferences (laughs) here, if they don't get, if your teacher doesn't know Spanish or English, Um, they get an interpreter, you know, but sometimes like those, even those interpreters lack the cultural awareness. Um, and so then it's up to you to like clarify or like, actually, this is what my teacher meant or whatever. Um, it's just not a very good thing. I recently saw a TikTok of, um, a librarian who is talking with a parent and a student and the student came up and he was like translating for his mom. He was interpreting for his mom and he was like, Hey, my mom wants to know this and that. And the librarian was like, stop, you're a kid and I'm going to go let you do kid stuff. I will work it out with your parent through via like a translating app. And you know, the point of his TikTok was to be like, let kids be kids and let the adults figure it out. And I'm an adult and I can figure out how to communicate with another adult, even with a language barrier, especially in a world today where there are so many resources um, like translating apps. But we know that translating apps sometimes aren't also 100% good. Um, And then there's that whole big component of cultural awareness that some people can't really communicate, even if they know the same language. Something that you brought up was, yeah, you're that bridge between that professional and your parent, but you're a kid. Like that professional went to school and learned all this and you're just a kid. And is that really okay for for kids to be undergoing that pressure of like, yeah, I don't, I always thought about that as well. And it's like, I understand wanting to be there for your parent and taking on that burden, but at the same time, like it's not healthy. It, It really isn't. It brings down a lot of pressure towards you. And sometimes a little resentment towards your parents because they made you go through those situationships. And I don't know about you, Louise, but 
could you tell with, or, you know, Jair, with like your older siblings that they felt that way and they kind of like projected that out or? Um, For my brother, I don't know if he has ever projected it out, but like, I remember him, like what you mentioned, like translating when you were little, like I remember my brother couldn't even reach the counter to talk to like, or he could barely reach the counter to talk to, you know, like people at the DMV or like grocery stores and all that. But even even to this day, he still like helps out like my cousins, my uncles. Like he's always has helped like family members and like friends to like translate, especially at the DMV. Mm. But um, you know, some sometimes depending on the situation, he feels like oh, like this is a lot of work. But other times, like he's like, who else do they have? What about you, Luis? I mean. I don't know. Yeah, same same thing with my brother. I don't think he's ever like, like said he was like upset about it or anything. Like I think he's just very much like, like I mean, like like how you're saying like who else who else who else is gonna do it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know from my experience, like I feel the same way. Like I've never felt like, like as much as like as like, if anything, like especially when I was younger, like it would be like, you know, if my mom needed to go to the doctor or something, or if my mom needed to go to like. The DMV, like like you're saying, like DMV or or like talk to like a lawyer about something or like just do anything like that involved like a long conversation. Like I know in my head I would be like, like I have to go, you know, even if it's not like like it's not really like a question. I know, and it, but like in my in the back of my mind, I'm like, if she spoke the like, you know what I'm saying? Like she could, like you know, she wouldn't even need me for any of that stuff. But like, like it's kind of like. I have to go even though it's not something that's really, that really, uh, what's it called? It's not even like, if she knew the language, it wouldn't be any of my business, I guess, to know. And in like, you know, being like a kid, I guess, like being like a little, like, I don't know, little, little brat, sometimes I'd be like, oh, like, why do I gotta go? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to do something else. Like, I don't wanna go. Like, I don't wanna, you know what I mean? But, um, but then again, it's like that. Then I would feel bad and be like, you know, I'm just going to leave her to fend for herself like in a situation where like, you know, it's like, I don't know. I think of like the way I would think about it was like, if I get, if I get annoyed about, if I'm getting annoyed about it, like imagine how she, she, she's going to feel like talking to somebody that she just doesn't. And I mean, you know, and like you're saying, like, even to this day, like we're still doing that stuff. Like we're still translating. Like, like the other day, my, my brother showed me like a text from one of my aunts uh, that, you know, she texted him just to thank him for translating. She was like, I'm sorry, my English is trash. Like, I'm really trying here, but just thank you. And and my brother showed me that. And and he he felt that one. He felt that one. And I I guess that was the that was the first time he's probably showed me something that like regarding this topic of translating. Um, so yeah, I mean that's kinda like it's it's difficult, but you know, I you know, that it's another as it's I guess it's just another aspect of it about who else would do it if not if not us. And I think that's like the unfortunate part. Like because like Pamela was saying, like that's such a huge pressure. Yeah. Such a huge expectation to be put on a very like a seven, eight year old, because I know I was translating at that age. I was translating even younger. The second I learned English, I was the first you know, the first interpreter, the first translator for my family. And it sucks that places um, 
you know, like the DMV or, or wherever else don't, doesn't have the appropriate or the accessible resources for, Mm -hmm. for people whose second language, whose first language is English. Um, Because I also feel that, you know, like, if not me, then who else will help them? Yeah. But at the same time, and it's like, well, why me? Yeah. Yeah. Because then we loop back to what we were talking about, like, our very first, like, I don't have that certificate. I haven't been trained for it. Um, I don't even, I don't even know what these medical terms mean. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times it's like, and you're going to DMV or like, it's like usually a government. It's like usually like something that, that has like words that you, that you, uh, like, even if, even if like, you know, I, I think I speak Spanish pretty well, like both languages really well. Sometimes I don't understand what the word even means in English. And I'm like, I don't even know what this means anyway, in either language, you know what I mean? So it's hard. I remember like, Point at like going to like my dad's hospital visits, like clinics. I would just like point to the body parts. <laughs> I know my brother's um, was the oldest, right? So it would usually follow me. Um, but if I wasn't there, then it would be my second brother. Rarely ever my youngest brother. Yeah. Rarely ever. But I know now my like my middle brother gets on my younger brother's head. For not knowing enough Spanish or not knowing enough English. Um, So he can't win either way. (laughs) But um, he always circles it back to like, well, because you were never there to help mom or dad. Because you never needed to help mom or dad. That's why why you don't know good Spanish. That's why you're a no sabo. That's why you don't know good English. That's why you say wrong words all the time. Because you never had to do that. And I'm like... Lucky him. <laughs> I wish I never had to do that because now look at me. I can't even talk to a person <laughs> without freaking out. Yeah. Um, I, I was hearing your story, right? And literally a couple days ago, we were in the kitchen, uh, my family and I, and my mom started telling us a story how she had to go to the store and um, mom and I weren't there, so we couldn't go with her. And my little brother went. Mind you, between him and I, there's an 11, 8-year age gap. And he's like, he told her, why do I have to go, right? Um, why can't you go by yourself? And I was like, well, I, just come with me. And like, and just in case, like, what if someone talks to me and I can't speak to them? And then she was like, or my little brother is like, well, yeah, but like, you don't, you can try to do it by yourself. You don't need me there. You don't always have to rely on them both. And when she was telling that, I was like, because <laughs> I was like, would never have said that to my mom. <laughs> would she would have like, <laughs> <was> no. Like, <laughs> He really is over here breaking generational trauma. And like, I respect him for it because I feel like we all, again, we have said that at one point, that like, why us? And I respect him for it. And I'm so happy that he didn't have to go through that experience of like having to translate stuff, really hard stuff. And yeah, like you said, he's like breaking generational trauma. (laughs) He's speaking now. He's like, we're not always going to be here. He spoke up for the both of us. Like, I would have never said that to my parents. I would think it. And I would like, you know, internally like be feeling it and all those emotions. But like he just straight out said, like, well, they're not always gonna be there. Like, you can't rely on them forever. And I was like, mind Damn. you, he's like 10 years old. <laughs> 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 and I was like shook. I was like, what? Okay. That's another thing my brother mentioned to my parents. He was like, How did y'all do it before us? Cause like, you know, my dad's been living here for years. And 
I don't know if my mom and dad were able to answer that. I mean, I guess they've always had like, you know, people, someone who like kind of spoke Spanish and all that. But I guess like we're obviously like, like who else than us? Yeah. Yeah. But like also, you know, like my parents, they try really hard to speak, um, to learn English. But English is so hard to learn. No, yeah. Like I'm. My dad, he knows a couple of like phrases now. He can he can get along. Like he can have a conversation with his bosses and it's fine. It's just like sometimes they forget that they were just kids. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. I know I talked about how like um they try their best, right? But are there resources offered to them to help them learn English? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're trying their best, but also how much best can they do if the resources aren't provided to mm. them? That's mm. another issue I feel like that comes into the conversation. There's not a lot of resources to help them learn English that are readily available to them, that are flexible with the time they have, like with work and being… Um, Transportation. Exactly. That's that's another topic that… Because Duolingo does not cut it. Duolingo right. does not cut it, y'all. My mom's been doing that for a long time, y'all. <laughs> and she needs more than just Duolingo. But yeah, um, yeah, that's so that's so true, Pamela. That's another issue. Yeah. <laughs> and and then it's like, well, who's failing us? <laughs> Who really is failing us then? But I feel like it things have gotten a little better. Like now, you know, me and my brother are more busy and all that. So we're always there, like to go to like my dad's clinic appointments and all that. But, like, they're, like, coming with us just in case. I was like, okay, I'll try. But sometimes, like, I can't go. But I feel like getting a translator now, at least for, like, medical stuff, is a bit easier than it was back then. At least from my experience. It is a little bit easier, but I still feel like it could get better. better. Um, I remember my dad went to an appointment um, just recently, and we did the, the appointment online. And it asked, oh, do you need an interpreter? We put yes, obviously. Um, Alma still went, though, just in case. And good thing she did because the interpreter was not there. And so it's like you would think that facilities of this high magnitude would be able to provide that resource and would stick it out with your request. But it sometimes it just doesn't happen. Or when your interpreter is on screen. Or when your interpreter is on screen. Right. And then the Wi-Fi doesn't work, so it's like breaking. (laughs) Yeah, it's lagging. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, hold on. And, like, a thing I've noticed a lot is, like, the interpreters usually, like, I guess they're, like, have back-to-back appointments and they sometimes show up late. I remember this one time. <laughs> one of them was, like, oh, I got a court meeting right after this. So I got to I gotta leave you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also think that, you know, like, having, like, that big responsibility. Um, now I'm, like, you know, as I'm getting more into, like, the professional world, now I'm, like, well. I'm not going to translate or interpret unless I get paid for it, <laughs> unless I get something for it, because I've done it for so many years and it's cost a lot of a little bit of trauma. <laughs> so I don't I don't want to do it unless I'm I get paid for it. But then I'm also I also think back to my to like my parents and I'm like, oh but but like if I knew Spanish and why don't I just use it? You know, like, why don't I just... <sighs> so then you're stuck in that dilemma again. I feel like it's nice, you know, to help your parents and all that. 
Well, what, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. Mm. No, yeah, but like you said, there are professionals who get certificates for this and they get paid like good money. You've been doing this for a long time and you um, have not get, gotten um, paid. Imagine all the times you've gotten, you've interpreted. Is, am I using the right word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interpreted. Imagine if you gotten paid for all those times. You could put like 14 plus years of interpreting on your resume. <laughs> you could retire. You know, I think I've actually heard that you can put that maybe. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, guys. Look it up. <laughs> if you think about it, we have more experience than like the actual professionals. Mm, mm, and we have that. That cultural awareness. Mm. <laughs> that cultural awareness is a real thing. Like, I remember, I think it was like my mom went with like my cousin to interpret it to so she could help her interpret something. And then like, I think my brother was there too, but he was off doing something else. And then he came back to help her interpret it. And then I was like, dang. Like the way you interpret, he's talking to my brother. She was talking to my brother. Was like, I'm used to it. And I'm like, familiar with it and like the way you interpret it is like better for me and maybe the way like my cousin interprets is better for like you know your aunt and all that when you skip a few words in the translating <laughs> process but it's okay because you got your point across you, sum- yeah. you summarize <laughs> i may be guilty of that especially when we get mail <laughs> i'm not gonna read a bunch of those little words <laughs> i know even even now as i'm older and, you know, my parents, and they ask me to do stuff. And I'm like, let's pull out Google Translate because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't even want to give the brain power sometimes. Or oh, like I have so much going on in my head because, I mean, now I'm an adult and I have more responsibilities and I have school to think about and I have work to think about it. So everything is all mumble jumble up in here. And so I don't have any brain power. And I'm just like, I don't know, mom, let me go on Google Translate real quick. And let me let me type this up and let me see. Um, and it's kind of like an excuse not to do it. I don't know if you guys do that too. Guilty. <laughs> I feel like for my parents, they're always kind of been like respectful about that. Like, oh, he has homework. Let him do homework. Yeah. But also like. It's not just interpreting for me. It's literally like tech support, <laughs> making calls. Uh, what else? Yeah, like setting up TV, Wi-Fi, helping them with their phone. Texting my dad's boss for him. <laughs> Text, yeah, sending yeah. messages. So right, I have my dad's boss's number in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> sending addresses. Emails. Email. Sending a picture. <laughs> a picture. Writing. I remember being so young and writing my own school notes. And then my mom just sings him off. <laughs> yeah, we, I think we have a friend. He told us like his dad would make him like write out like actual like reports for like his job or something. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I'm like 10. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know, Luis. What um, do you think? I mean, I, I think about it like more, more, in, more in the sense that like, I don't know, some people might. You know, like, like some people think about it as like, uh, as like not wanting, like not wanting to translate or something. They might think about it as like, oh, está chiflado, ay, tu hijo no, cómo no va, no, cómo no te quiere traducir el niño, o sea, or you know, they might see as like you're being like mean or like you're trying to be like, uh, like, 
I like a like a brat or something by not wanting to translate. But you know, I think if we like looking at it a little bit bigger, we had just we were talking about it a little bit uh, not long ago. But like that, you know, the point is that like these institutions or whatever these organizations these these, these places should have people that are capable of translating and it shouldn't fall it shouldn't the burden shouldn't fall on kids like obviously like you know like more than happy to do it you know what i mean but like um there should be a professional though that should know because they should be at the end of the day Mm -hmm. like even the parents gotta know like you are just telling a little kid to tell you something like even if, even if the kids spoke the same language, like even if like let's say it was in Spanish, like little kids like tell you stuff, but like you know what I mean. Like sometimes even kids can't interpret what they're what they what they wanna what they wanna say all the way. So like you're giving them a government document, like you know what I mean. Like y luego te regañan por no saber. Right, and and so I, I can I can obviously see how like that that can take a toll on like on like a kid, but I feel like now even. You, I feel like nowadays, like like you were saying that we're adults and stuff like that. Like, I think my mom is pretty aware of that. And and like how you had also mentioned about like, you know, they're they're kind of like leaving me off it. Like, obviously, you know, if it's a call, then I'm like, okay, I'm right there. <laughs> it's funny. Like sometimes I'll be like, you know, doing homework, and as soon as I hear the phone, and as soon as I hear that, like, like you know, obviously, like a lot of places say that they have translator help, like you know. Presione uno, mm-hmm. presione dos. Si quiere, si quiere hablar con un, en español or, or something like that. And then as soon as like, you know, obviously, but that's, I mean, that stuff can take like a long time. You know what I mean? Like the way is always super long. So then as soon as I hear that, my mom is going to click on the English one. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I hear a man, a man's voice, like someone's voice in English, I just run. I just, I already know, I already know what, what's going to happen. And, and again, you know, that 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 comes from um you know like i know what to do but but you know if i was like but you know for kids like i can see that and and then i had the point was that uh as we're getting older i think my mom is becoming more aware of the fact that you know like my brother isn't like gonna be there all the time i'm not gonna be all the time so like i feel like now she's she's actually like you know not too afraid to put herself in situations uh where you know she's surrounded by like uh, white people or I mean like English only speakers, you know what I mean? And and she low-key like learns a little bit more just by doing that. And I'm like, I mean, that's kind of how it was with us as kids. Like, you know, you kind of get plopped into a classroom with like a bunch of English speakers. And I mean, um, you're you're a kid, but like, you know, so I guess I don't know. It, it's but it's kind of similar. It's like, you know, you you kind of just figure it out. You pick up the lingo, you, the slang. You just pick it up, and you know. So I, so salute to her for putting herself in those in those situations. But you know, it's always, it's always a, uh, you know, good to help. You know. So actually, guys, um, fun fact today: I was in my physiology class, right, and we were talking about speech and languages, and basically, this really stuck with me because I thought it was very cool, right. But again, don't quote me because I may not have remembered it correctly or detailed. But <laughs> she wasn't uh, paying attention. <laughs> I was even sitting in the front. But um, basically, they were talking about how like sometimes they do a lot of study with patients that have stroke, right? And they came to the conclusion that if you're bilingual, let's say 
and this example is Spanish and English, and you get a stroke, uh, most people will lose all of the their speech ability and being able to communicate. It could take time for them to regain that. But if you're bilingual, um, your native like language will stick with you. So for example, if you speak English and Spanish, but Spanish was your first language, you might not be able to speak English as much, but Spanish, you'll still be able to communicate and say those words in Spanish. And I just thought that was really cool, right? The bilingual, like when you're bilingual, they say it's a superpower. And I think it's kind of true in some cases. Mm. It's, it's always true. Oh, it's always true. No, Retweet. Right. No, and I Retweet. thought that was so cool. And I was like, and the fact that we're, we're talking and discussing, like interpreting and translating, I, I just had to tell you guys. Mic drop. You heard it here. <laughs> Being bilingual is an asset. <laughs> it is a superpower. And don't let anybody tell you differently. The skill. Mm. Mm, and that is a great segue into talking about positive experiences um, because it's not all bad. It's there's a there's a there's a little pro, a little positive here and there. Um, obviously, you you know are connected more to your roots. Um, you learn the Spanish language more, especially if you're not, you know, especially if you're in this country where Span- you know Spanish isn't all around you always. Um, but it is if you are having to speak Spanish and read Spanish and talk Spanish all the time um, and listen to Spanish. And that reminds me how we took our AP Spanish class in high school and how, you know, we took that test and duh, we all aced it. <laughs> so we all got <laughs> Luis <is> side eyeing. <laughs> I had a I had a C plus in Spanish. Okay, but you passed the but AP. I passed the AP Spanish test with like a four or five. I can't remember no more. But okay, then w- the way you just exposed yourself. <laughs> it was it was in a different time. It was this was before real. this was before L and W. This was before Mecha. So it was a it was a different time. I didn't care about school back then. So oh, okay. <laughs> I do now. I do now. Um. Yeah, so we all took the we all took that test and we all, all aced it, and so we all got fives, and you know that transferred to college and whatever, and then it also gave us like the high school language credits, or I think those came from the what, what's it called now? Um, I didn't take the AP Spanish test because I think they stopped that thing where they give you like college credit. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but I did take the Avant test, which mm. is similar mm-hmm. in the fact that. If you take the test and you ace it with like a four or a five, you um, that covers your dual language classes for high school that are required for graduation. So I didn't have to take any second language classes, which was great because I had other stuff to do. Nice. Um, isn't that also like the exit exam for a minor in Spanish? Yeah, it's. Um, I know the professor required it. And mm-hmm. then she's like, this will also be beneficial for you if you want to get a job or like if you know, they want to see, like, I guess your progress or, like, your education level. Um, granted, you have to pay out of pocket, but you it's really beneficial. And I think, actually, they still accept um, AP credits. I think it was just the school specifically that we went to that stopped providing AP Spanish. But I'm, I'm pretty sure they still count that as college credit. Support your AP Spanish teachers and program, guys. Um, also, in relation to school... Um, you know, as I mentioned in the first episode, I'm trying to become a teacher, right? So right now my placement is at a dual language classroom. Um, so it's a bilingual classroom, Spanish and English right now in the younger grades, they start off with mostly in Spanish, then English, they lower. So right now in a 
Okay, first, it's 90% Spanish, 10% English. Um, and there's a whole bunch of mixed students there. You know, there's those students who know Spanish already. It's their first language. Um, and then there's those students who don't know any Spanish, and so English is their first language. And then there's those very special students who whose first language is not Spanish or English. It's a completely different um, language. And now they're trilingual and they're only six years old. So that's amazing. Um, and it just, I mean, I remember the first time walking into a dual language classroom because pretty new here in, in locally. Um, I remember being like, oh my God, if only I had walked in as a six-year-old in a classroom where I could see labels that I knew how to read or where I could talk to my teacher who shared the same language as me or where I could have more than two friends <laughs> because everybody um, else knows Spanish. So now that I'm in a dual language classroom as a teacher and not a student, like I huge supporter, like I will argue with anybody. I will fight anybody if they're against it because as we mentioned, being bilingual is an asset. It is a superpower, regardless, you know, of who you are. Being having two languages or more, having those different ways of communicating is amazing. And you help a lot of people and more opportunities open your way, you know. And you just get to meet other people too. Like that is such a it's such a positive. And I love that. And I love that these kids are going to grow up into being little superheroes with, who know, two languages or more. <laughs> um, adding on, you were talking about, right, the in a classroom. And I remember in my elementary school, um, we had one teacher. And she spoke Spanish, and but she was like a fourth grade teacher, right? And so I ended up like having a great connection with her. Because she spoke Spanish. Um, that, that's her second language, though. And she spoke Spanish, so she was able to communicate with my mom. And so that was, like, a great communication factor. But then, like, I don't know. It was just, she just became, like, a friend to me. And we still connect um, to this day, right? And so you ended up having her. And so we we were still very um, familiar with her. And I think that's teachers, like, that can make a big difference also. I also support dual language programs. <laughs> it made like having like teachers that were able to like speak Spanish, it made parent-teacher conference so easy. <laughs> mm -hmm. You didn't have to be the interpreter. <laughs> but it was like nice that like my parents got to hear in their own language. Like, you know, I, was, I wasn't too bad of a student. Like the nice words they would say about me, not just coming from me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. From the source. From the source, yeah. I remember that teacher also, like, um, she was my fourth grade teacher. And I remember it was also really nice hearing her say, like, like reassure me, like, you do such an amazing job translating. And I feel like you're just amazing because you're able to do that for your parents. Not a lot of people get to do that. And I just want to reassure you that you're doing a good job. And don't be too hard on yourself. Because at that time, I was struggling with, like, oh, like, I don't like doing this. I'm, like, scared. I have anxiety, all this stuff. But she, she was a very great advocate and making me feel like I was seen. So, teachers like that are great. Mm -hmm. Shout out to that teacher. That's beautiful. Miss Live. Shout out to Miss Live. Love you, girl. Mm. We love you. We love you. Impact. Luis, what, what's your positive? 
Like in school or just in general? With interpret interpret interpreters and, you know, translators. Um I mean the the thing I like obviously is like, you know, having like older people, you know, uh being like, Hey, like thank you, like thank you so much. Especially like um like, you know, uh in church or like in church events, like, you know, me and my brother have had to translate for like the past five years, so like a few of them. And it's been from like translating maybe just for one person to like translating for like 300 people. And none of them speak any English and stuff like that. And then like, you know, uh, depending on who is speaking, like we have to translate the moment they're saying the sentence. And my brother's better at it than me, to be honest. But like developing that tool of translating literally on the spot of like, as soon as they're saying the sentence, like I'm already translating it. That's a superpower. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm like, damn. But, you know, again, depending on who is speaking, because sometimes they're wild and, and they're just going super fast and you're like trying your, I'm trying to like, I have to like focus completely. Um, But, you know, after all that's done, uh, just getting people coming up to you and being like, oh, you were you the translator? Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, and, and you know, getting all those compliments is, it's nice. And it, and it's a reminder of like, you know, uh, we have, we have the ability and if we can use it, then, you know, like it, it can be really, it can be really good for people. You know what I mean? So, um, that's mine. Have you guys had that where like you translate for, for an older individual and they hit you with the gracias mija? Like that always hits hard. <laughs> that does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gracias mijo. Like I could not have done it without you. Like gracias. Yeah. It, it hits hard and it feels good. I like my dad was like, we want to go pick up like his medicine. And my dad's like, hey, like that guy needs help. And then I helped him. And then, I don't know, it just felt really nice to help. Because it's like, I know what they feel like, or at least secondhand, because mm-hmm. like I've been there with my parents. Mm-hmm. Did we have to enter quickly? Sure. Did it give us social anxiety? Maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, what you did, I don't know if I could do it with the church. Though. I mean, it's like, it's just a skill. Like I, my brother did it first, so like, so salute to him. To be honest, for for starting that up. But then, like, it, it's it's just, like, a matter of, like, practice, I would say. And then, again, sometimes I still mess up. Sometimes you just got to move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you guys. Sometimes there will be a sentence or two I'm not catching. And I'm like, I am not translating. <laughs> <laughs> Hardest thing to translate is whenever it's, like, a saying from, like, a place. Oh, yeah. You know, like... Right. Well, I mean, even even those that are in Spanish and then trying to translate them back into English. Vice versa. It's not going to work, you know. Yeah. They won't get like... The it's, like it's like imagine translating cam- camarón que se duerme se le dio la corriente. <laughs> you know what I mean? How shrimp that How falls you asleep. pull that out of nowhere? <laughs> shrimp that falls asleep, the current sw- sweeps them away. I was going to say away. something like HMI was, but... <laughs> sweeps them away. You know what I mean? So that, 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 was, that part's hard. That but you know, it's, 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 a, it's practice. And it's also like a cultural thing. Yeah. And, and you know, and we talked about like having a little bit of resentment towards your siblings who didn't have to do it a lot, towards your parents who made you do that, but like who's it really to blame? The system. 
institutions. The institutions. Can you say it, lou- say it louder, Pamela? <clears throat> the institutions, for those who didn't catch on. Mm. Mic drop. Mic drop. It just... Not these ones. It always... <laughs> no, I love the video. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes down to, like, systemic issues. Yeah. And that sucks. I remember, like, I think you brought up, like, a situation or something like that. And it's like, someone said, oh, it's their job to know what to do in your situation. So for the systems, it's their job to have interpreters and to know how to like deal with people with different languages and all that. And it, and it makes one like a little bit angry because we haven't been the first. We haven't been the second. We're generation. And we probably won't be the last. So why do you continue to not provide what's necessary for the people that you're serving. Like for people that think that it's not needed, it's like, dude, like the Latino population is, has like, is growing exponentially in a, in a lot of places, especially, I mean, where we live here in Vancouver, like, it's like, how is it not needed? It's we're, like, it's, we're a country of immigrants. It's, you know, important. It's like important to have these, these things. And if you don't think that, that it's, it is so, it's probably because you've never, you might not even have ever experienced it or something like that, but like it, it it's needed. It's needed in schools, it's needed in, in hospitals, it's needed in institutions like like DMV. we're talking about the DMV. DMV, it it's needed and telemarketers. And yeah, yeah. And it's needed in a lot of places. So, you know, like for for like to to put the, to continue to ignore the problem and, and to just uh, act like like it's not a, like it's not even a problem. It's like you're just being ignorant, I guess. It's like why are you relying on a child? That says more about y'all than it does about the child and the family. Yeah. Facts. Let's think on that, guys. Let's think on that. Yeah. It's a moment, a moment of silence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think we should also appreciate the, the people that are trying to make a change. Um, shout out to Ilda, who started the Plaza um, program at Harney Elementary. She provides English classes along with other teachers and administrators. She provides English classes to non-English speaking individuals. And she's also providing childcare for for kids so that parents with children can come in and take those classes. And now she's starting a little preschool for those kids. She's gonna start teaching them English as well. Grow like while their parents are learning, they'll be learning as well. And it's individuals like that that we need more of who are implementing that change. And just shout out to my girl Ilda. Shout out to interpreters and translators who don't only Take those steps to learn the language, but also to know the people that they're working with and their culture. Shout out to the parents, too. Shout out to the parents. Shout out to the ch- to the children, too. We see you. We hear you. <laughs> I mean, any any advice or something? Thug it out. No, <laughs> just kidding. Sometimes, man, you gotta thug it out. I would say, I would personally say, you know, uh, like, you know, for parents to like not put that, you know, don't be so hard on your kids, you know, uh, 
no se la bañen con sus hijos, por favor. O sea, están chiquitos y también están aprendiendo el lenguaje. Y, o sea, quieren ayudarle. O sea, ellos les quieren ayudar y, y, y créanme que, que, que es difícil. O sea, no, no es fácil, no es fácil muchas veces en especial. Bueno, yo no, yo no crecí aquí, ¿verdad? Pero en especial para... No me puedo imaginar cómo un niño de seis años se va a sentir. O, o de siete o de ocho. Um, pero para los papás, o sea, tenganles, tenganles paciencia y, y, y... O sea, ok, después de que les traduzcan, o sea, felicítenlos y, o sea, también, o sea, díganles que, hey, o sea, está bien, o sea, muchas gracias y aprecien eso porque peligro y les toca... Un niño que no les va a querer o que les traduzca algo mal. <laughs> And you can also like seek out resources. Um, you yeah. could, you know, um, what is something that is coming up for children to, you know, or for just anybody to go in? Our awesome organization is actually going to be, is working on a um, event in which we will be featuring a documentary video called translators um more details to come but we really hope that like this shines light on what kids like us have gone through in our experiences mm -hmm. it's in if i'm correct it's in partnership with hispanic chamber right mm -hmm. yes. yes yeah so you know you're not alone right like we mentioned what like we just saw um like you just heard heard and talked There's there's a lot of people out here with trauma, but it's okay because we're working through it. And at the end of the day, we're still super heroes. And not that bad at Spanish. <laughs> not that bad at Spanish. <laughs> And English. <laughs> That's true. Those skills. Mm -hmm. Intense moments. <laughs> And led, that led to growth. Yep. I think that will be all for the second episode of Charlita. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you in the next one. Stay tuned. Love you guys. <laughs>